It is officially football season as we welcome you to the week one edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. I'm Gabe Henderson, Tatum Everett, Jay Nelson, Eric Davidson. They're all here. And guys, the team in purple opened the season at home for the second straight season, this time against Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But over the past seven months, we've sat right here in these three seats and we've previewed the Minnesota Vikings over and over and over. Well, guys, the time is now and regular season Viking football is back. When you think of those four words, regular season Vikings football, what gets you excited about that, Tatum? That it's here. We can like, it's like a tangible, it's going to happen. Things matter. Uh, It's all, everything's on the line now. Everything, you, you know, talking season is over. It's now time for it to be put together on the field. And like many Vikings fans, I'm very excited to unveil what has been going on with these starters because as much joint practice as we may have observed, it's just still not the same as game experience. And so, you know, I just want to see what's what's going to happen. I mean, last year there were so many unknowns, and this year I feel like maybe there are 50% unknowns. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think the, the biggest thing for me is this is always kind of the – the official kickoff to the marathon of the NFL season um, between the Thursday night games and Monday night games and everything in between playoff season, et cetera, et cetera. Like this is when it really counts. You know, all the other stuff is window dressing. This is the actual actual game time. And I think for a lot of fans, the excitement of not only having a home game for week one, but just the idea of all of the questions that we've been bantering about for all of the offseason are now finally going to at least rear their ugly heads potentially (laughs) just to find out, you know, this is the real real at this point. Um, We're at a point where um, you know, all the the discussions go. There's adjustments and everything that's going to get made, et cetera, et cetera. But it, you want to start it off by putting your best foot forward, and uh, everyone's going to be very, very excited come Sunday at noon. I know you're very excited also for Sunday at noon with all the work that the Vikings Entertainment Network and this Minnesota Vikings organization has done to get fans to this point of getting into the stadium, the classic jerseys, mm-hmm. all of the preparation that's going behind it. From that standpoint, can you, can you provide fans with kind of that insight of everything that's going to happen when they step into U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday? Sure. Uh, you know, one of the things for us, we take a ton of pride in just the amount of effort and the kind of showmanship that we bring on a game-by-game basis, and uh, this year was no exception. Um, You know, a lot of the stuff that people have seen over the last three years that we've gone through and altered and everything this year, uh, brand new, brand new intro sequence, brand new beginning to another fun season, and so we're looking forward to seeing what the fans think of it. Um, In the past, we had the Symphony of the the North and kind of uh, Jim Marshall discussing what it means to be a Viking and everything, and, uh, you know, given everything that we just talked about, knowing that this is the – uh, kickoff classic weekend. Um, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to really tie in this first weekend, and you know, just seeing the fresh new jerseys with with yeah. the the different helmets and everything else too. I just think there's going to be a lot of things that uh, people are really going to uh, be able to see that's kind of new and shiny this week. So. Be sure to get into your seats and into the building early as possible. There's going to be a ton of fun stuff that we're doing, tons of retro throwback pieces mm. that we even found from yesteryear. And so I just think for the fans, it's going to be, especially the older fans, there's going to be a lot of stuff they're going to recognize. And for the younger fans, you know, kind of the retro classic stuff is always something that you are interested in doing too. So I think for us, you know, we're just excited to actually put it out there, let the fans officially see it and, and be able to run with it for the rest of the season. There are so many Easter eggs for sure throughout the stadium 
from every you guys have literally left no light in an LED screen un throwback eyes unlit yeah exactly no but every, yeah everything is just like so thoughtful from their player trading cards to Plaza yep. the Plaza's going to have a classic car show i mean it's the, from the uniforms yep. to the to MVC there's going to be so many different touches Josh Demel is going to be there for buddy Josh games Demel, that's very true yeah, yeah so like show last week yeah, so that's the thing. Like, there's just there's a ton of stuff. As as much yeah. as a launch for a season and a week one game is usually kind of fun and exciting and energetic and chaotic, this is going to be to the next level because of the fact that we're doing the classic game right out the gate week one against the Buccaneers. So for us, we're we're looking forward to it. It's been a ton of work. It's a labor of love, and we always love being able to put that kind of stuff out for the fans. So hopefully they enjoy it. And for us, you know, it's it's a uh, culmination of over half a year to a year's worth of planning and prep. And Arthur Koo and Alan Wertheimer and Lauren and just everybody associated with that team at this point are still, you know, putting the final touches on it. But um, we're just looking forward to be able to officially launch it and let the fans consume it and hopefully enjoy it for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the commas are going to be busy by 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 8 a.m. on Sunday, especially because Josh DeMille will be there, who Tatum just said. And speaking of Josh, he is calling all campers as six teams of best buddies will battle it out in the ultimate summer camp throwback. Buddy games. New series Thursday, September 14th on CBS. All right, so let's move on to our Pepsi That's What I Like portion of the show. So for this portion, each of us will have the opportunity to talk about one thing, one thing that we like about the Vikings heading into Sunday's matchup against the Buccaneers. Here's the here's the catch here. Similar to Sunday, there's a 40-second play clock. So for this, we will follow suit. And, we, you know what, Tatum, you rose your eyes first. <laughs> no, 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 not me. Just, My no, eyes got big because you. I was excited. The 40 seconds is I always the fun part. I love being under the gun. Exactly. Give me a countdown. Pressure. Well, let, let's just start with you. 40 you seconds on the, the clock. Are you going to be the clock master? Um, Jay's yeah, got I, the master I will be the, the clock master. All right, Tatum, you've got 40 seconds to tell us what let's you like it. about the Vikings in their Sunday matchup against the Bucks. So I really like the offense and its consistency, the experience coming back. Eight of 11 players from week one last week, the starters, eight of 11 players are starting this time around. The other three, it's a running back, a tight end, and a receiver. Well, they were on the team. Osborne, Madison, Hawkinson, later on, whether they were backups or they were additions later on that season. So, I mean, I love the experience. And I'm excited to see what Kevin O'Connell in year two as a play caller can do with all of those pieces. And I just think it's going to be great. Two, oh, one. Yes. I could, oh, oh, yes. That, that last part was part of it, too, I guess. <laughs> I kind of slowed down there at the end because I was like, that's all I was going to say. Now you're good. That is a positive sign for this Minnesota Vikings team. Continuity is always a great thing to have. And especially when you have that on your offensive line, having all five of your starters back, that makes everyone better. So a uh, really good point there. Well, and it's a good thing because it's a top 10 offense, too. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't add that part in there. Because if it were like a 30, the 30-second 30 rank offense, I may not be singing the same tune. Yeah. But because they were top 10, top 8 in multiple categories, I think uh, I think that is what really makes seals the deal for me. So maybe I was like 45 seconds. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're fine. It, it, who's keeping time at this point? Dude, does, you does are. the clock start over <laughs> yeah. if it's a new play? Just that, kidding. That is true. You get a delay of game. <laughs> Or if you don't get your, yeah, whatever. But look, it's the first one. We'll we'll have fun with it and go from there. Jay. Yes. 40 seconds yes. on the clock. You ready? Yep. Here we go. Uh, kind of flip side of what Tatum was just talking about. For me, the thing that I'm actually excited about for this weekend is the unknown nature of what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. um, strength on strength. Our offense is very strong. Their defense is very strong. I'm actually excited about 
what is our defense going to do against their offense? Their offense has a lot of question marks at this point, given the especially the new quarterback and the man at the helm with Baker Mayfield. At the same point, I have a ton of faith in a guy like Brian Flores that he's going to bring an A game and game plan with his defensive starters at this point um, out on that field. And so for me, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how they compete this weekend. Right on time. Woo-woo. Eric, I will give you my stopwatch. All right, so the, the I guess the floor is mine. Eric, you have the stopwatch, and we are already going. And since we're already going, someone else is going to be scoring touchdowns on Sunday, and that's Mr. Justin Jefferson. I'm just like, so excited to see what that looks like in purple for another year. I mean, we, we already know that the touchdowns are going to be reflected in, in this contract. That That is pretty much set in stone. But now we finally get to see what J.J. can do for years to come. It starts now. You really don't know what a player is until he gets paid. And now that J.J. has this opportunity, I think he's going to come out on top, guns blazing against a defense, especially a secondary in the Bucks that are still trying to figure it out. They're kind of young. They don't know, which makes a recipe for success for J.J. Bing, bing, bing. Bing. Uh, Nicely oh. done. But, I mean, I feel like J.J. is always an easy topic. But since we've been talking about so many other things around here, I feel like just talking about the main thing, that that's what this offense and this team is going to follow, the guy who wears number 18. And I think it's even more exciting now because you have an offense that's being that, that was built this offseason to distract teams from selling out on covering J.J. and J.J. alone. With the addition of Josh Oliver in there as to, to give Kirk extra time, to have Jordan Addison maybe pulling um, pulling a guy off of, of, of J.J. And even if they double cover J.J., then it leaves Jordan Addison open. And, and I, I think that's such an exciting thing to see is that it, it's, 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 a, it's a fair point that we don't talk about him enough, but they are building an offense around making him more available. Everything in an offensive game plan is about mismatches and just trying to get one-on-one or at least uh, coverages within zones where you can just death by a thousand paper cuts. And so for them to be able to see... God, that hurts. Yeah, exactly. I to just be, heard a Taylor Swift song. That was just the lyrics <laughs> I was hearing. To be able to see um, an offensive coordinator and a former quarterback um, in... Kevin O'Connell, who's now the head coach, that is what he wants. How many times have we seen on Mic'd Up, they've got the alignment and everything, they go to snap the ball, and he'll just muddle under his breath uh, a name of whoever is going to be the primary, just seeing what the matchup is. That's the whole goal. If you're a defense and you're going to sit there and say, uh, we're going to do bracket coverage and we're going to potentially even do triple coverage on a guy like Justin – then you have to contend with the speediness of KJ Osborne. You have to contend with the shiftiness and, and Addison as well. And so for me, just the idea of both of those guys, let alone re-signing Hawkinson and everybody else with Naylor to speed, that was something that was predicated with his previous team. And now it's a thing that we're trying to do here too. And it's not that hard to figure out that their whole point is going to be just stressing defenses. Again, their defense is very strong, at least they were at the end of last season. But for me, I have a ton of faith knowing that if we're going to put that kind of stress, you're going to get two, three, four plays that are just going to be completely open. And that's where a guy who's as deadly as Kirk is and hitting those kind of plays, um, where that's why you're paying him what you're paying him. So for me, that's why this game really comes down to just three or four major plays. If you hit those things, you should be able to help sprint and just put the pressure on their offense to try to have and to keep early. up. Exactly. Early is key. Start yep. fast, finish strong. Yep. And that's the, the 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 thing for this Minnesota Vikings team this year. We know third quarter last year wasn't the, the greatest. And I know that's something Kevin O'Connell addressed earlier this offseason of, you know, we want to be great right after the half. And when you have 
all those threats on the offensive side of the ball that can free up space for a guy that wears number 18 in purple. That makes everyone better. Um, but earlier this week, the Vikings, they released their unofficial depth chart before the week one Bucks game. And one thing that stood out to me was that the Vikings are confident in having six safeties on this 53-man roster. That, that wasn't a change at all. Um, if you want to look at the full six safety list, head on over to Vikings.com right now. When you, when you look at this 53-man roster, Jay, just the, the, the new list that just came out, what are some things that stood out to you? The thing that jumped out to me the most was just looking at certain positions to figure out where the strengths were for this team in general. One thing that was really interesting, though, defensively, was the fact that at nose tackle, they only had two players listed, Harrison Phillips and Kyrie Tonga. That, to me, was just something going, those guys are going to get a ton of playing time at that nose tackle yep. position. That also tends to feel like if they are going to end up playing more like you just talk, talked about with all those safeties, some sort of you know dime or nickel or or kind of extra safety coverage and stuff. How much is that nose tackle position going to be utilized in some of those so those places? There's a ton more outside outside linebackers and kind of defensive end players as well listed. So if if you're truly going to have nose tackles, um, the fact that you have Harrison and Kyrie's out there. Again, they're going to get a ton of time, so it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully they've been doing a ton of conditioning this offseason because yeah. they're going to get a lot of run. Yeah, that's the the number one thing this Buccaneers offense is going to test is our defensive line. Yep. And when you are the Buccaneers and you had the worst running offense in the NFL, literally dead last, what you want to do with the new year with the new running back committee is see how we can establish the run. We know uh, their offense is going to be predicated on play-action passing, and you can't do play-action passing if you don't run the ball effectively. So our defensive line is going to have to hold up, Jeff. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing for us is just knowing that that was a, a source of pain last year and at the last couple years. Mm-hmm. And I know that there was also some concern preseason-wise. There were a couple teams that were running up some yardage on us. So I know that the number ones weren't in there. I know that mm-hmm. the, the main players weren't there. But that just means that you know I think all eyes are going to be on that position and just trying to see if there is a noticeable difference when it comes to the aggressive nature of what this defense wants to do. And I think that's something that, whether it's up the gut or out on the edges, that defensively they, they're going to have to be a lot more stout than they were last season. Yep. Five names for three spots. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just it's, – that's what you have to think about, though, you know, like that, that to fit your point perfectly – Pressure's going to be coming from a lot of different places that I think we're used to seeing Mm. in this defense. And the other thing that's interesting, too, is my mind starts running to the New Orleans playoff game where all of a sudden they started moving, you know, at the time, Everson into that middle spot and start going like, maybe there's some plans for Daniil and some other guys that are more of the speedy guys to kind of do a little bit more bull rushing up the middle. If, If you go from needing extra bodies to go in there, like who's going to do that? Having those longer, quicker guys trying to you know split the the guard and, and centers at that point might be kind of fun to watch too so you just never know what these guys what they're going to want to do but it, it, it ought to be fun Tano, how does that make you feel when jay says everson griffin daniel hunter rushing the saints winning a playoff game <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how does that feel? <laughs> okay okay i get it i get it i get it yeah no, i mean but, like water under the bridge right yeah, yeah yeah and that was the thing for us it was just seeing something different i mean for how long we saw a traditional 4-3 defense and then having that kind of stuff happen, just seeing what kind of chaos that created. If if a Flores defense is kind of known for being controlled chaos, something like that is is an out of the realm of possibility. It's a completely different staff. It's a completely different group of people. But you know, just trying to figure out like what are your other options then if you've only got two nose tackles listed here, what other kind of formations are they going to run so that those guys aren't completely gassed by the end of the game? Yeah, man. I mean, look at the rookie Jaquil and Roy getting in there. Um, you know, we talked about the five names. He is. A rookie, and he's backing up 
the two DNs, yeah. and there's only two starting DNs. Yeah. So like, yeah. he's definitely going to get a lot of reps this this season as well. So uh, Tatum, what what stands out to you about this 53 man roster? Well, I will go to the offensive side of things, and as much consistency as there was that I said in the beginning of the podcast, I really think it's quite interesting that there are four tight ends. Um, you know, we knew Nick Muse was a preseason standout, Muse. and I'm and, you know, and I was a little worried. Not worried. I was curious whether or not it would stay for post all of the shuffling. Like, you know, it's the initial 53-man roster that he made. And, and, yep. and when we list that depth chart of the active 53, like, where will he end up? And, and he's on there. And I think that that's just a testament to utilizing the tight ends as an extra offensive lineman at times, how maybe important he is with the special teams. And so, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm just curious about that. I'm interested to see that. And then also seeing David Questenberry, who we've not seen with the team once since he was a roster pickup after the initial 53, backing up Christian Derrissaw. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, in some positions, you kind of scratch your head. There's like a, a, um, a multitude of talent. And then you see some where you're like, man, I would feel much better if there was an extra person behind them. But you trust the coaches and and what their schemes are and what they're drawing up and and that's what I'll do. Faith yeah. in my my faith is in KOC. And KOC we trust and in Flores we trust. I feel like offense and defense are, are two different. I mean, just the spectrum of how they ended up towards the end of the season last year. We got to trust both of those guys to be able to make this team better in 2023. Yeah, and for me, it all starts on Sunday. Just you want to put your best foot forward, like I said earlier. Not to just beat a dead horse here, yeah. but it's the whole thing of. Knowing that Philly Week Two game is on a Thursday, mm. it's going to be tough enough going to Philly, but also being a Thursday, you got to take care of this one at home on Sunday just to leave a you know a good taste in your mouth after the game and and just to kind of set you up and launch yourself for for Week Two and try to you know do what you can in Philly on that Thursday night. I, I know that I'm sure there's got to be some look ahead already going, yeah. you know, coaching wise and, and, and game plan wise, but you got to handle your business on Sunday in order to do the, the quick turnaround on Thursday. Yeah, I'm excited to hear from the coaching staff and maybe talk to them about how preparing for Philly this year is just completely different potentially than it was last year. Yeah, well, speaking of, you know, those games, there are two games in 11 days, so we will not have a podcast next week. But we have a podcast, of course, today and a podcast week three. And you know who's on that podcast? Mr. Brian Asamwa. He joins us now. He just walked into the podcast room and excited to talk ball and life with my guy, Mr. B.A. Cow care and comfort is a number one priority for dairy farmers as wholesome milk starts with healthy and happy cows. Brought to you by Undeniably Dairy. Say hello to flawlessly smooth skin at Pure Lux Med Spa, the preferred med spa of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. Specializing in elite laser hair removal, body contouring, Botox, cosmetic filter, and age-defying skincare treatments such as Diamond Glow and Skin Pen for collagen induction therapy. For more information, visit mypurelux.com backslash Vikings for exclusive offers to Vikings fans. That's www.mypurelux.com backslash Vikings. Well, welcome back to the week one edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. I'm Gabe Henderson. That is Tatum Everett. Eric Davidson is still here, our producer. But our guy, Mr. Brian Asamwa, has walked in the building. Minnesota Vikings linebacker, he is here. And I know we're going to talk ball, B.A., but I I teased it before we went to break. You're going to be on the podcast a handful of times 
for the core over the course of this season. How exciting is that for you? I'm super excited. This is going to be fun. Um, got to talk uh, a lot about ball, but also talk about things that's going on in life. So this is going to be fun, and I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Uh, just uh, talking to your, I, I talked to your manager the the other last night, yeah. and he was just giving us some some ideas of what he has for the podcast, and I think okay. it's going to be very fun. But one thing he did say is. BA is focused on football. No doubt. This is, I mean, I was here um, and I was picked to come out here and, and, and play ball. So, but I'm also trying to maximize who I am as a person and doing a podcast was something I always wanted to do. So uh, it's strictly football, but, you know, definitely can have some fun with it too. Yeah. You've got other passions, as you can say, yeah. focusing on the main one. Yes. Um, but, but this off season, when you think about, you know, maybe looking at what you could potentially do to pursue other things or your other interests and stuff, what was the ideation behind wanting to do the podcast? See, I always wanted to do a podcast because um, it started from when NIL started Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and a lot of people were maximizing things that they could, you know, get profit off of. And and, uh, podcasts, I think, was the thing that was blown up with uh, I Am Athlete and stuff like that. So I was like, this looked pretty cool. I can definitely see myself doing something like this, you know, whether it's answering the questions or asking the questions. And uh, I just fell in love with it. And this is something that I think this could go uh, real well. And it's something that I enjoy doing as well. So. Yeah, I mean, I hear you have guests coming. So right. like, you're going to ask the questions? <laughs> I mean, I'm really interested in this now. I hope so. Yeah, I, I will be asking the questions for sure. Okay. Verbatim, BA told me, he said, I am asking hard-hitting questions. I am. Yeah. I love it. I am. I am. I'm, I'm so they're not going to want to go on your, your podcast. A lot of them may not want to go if they know that about you, though. <laughs> no, I get it. Hard-hitting podcast for a guy who who hits hard on the field. Just understanding. Oh. That was good. That was good, right? <laughs> just understanding that year two is a couple of days away. Mm-hmm. When, when you just think about that, just not not just from an X's and O's perspective, but going into another year where you have a better understanding of the game. How excited are you about that? It, it, it's pretty cool because I mean, I remember sitting here uh, in, these, in these seats last year, and I'm like, things were things were kind of going a little bit fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that things have kind of slowed down, um, understanding the defense, understanding you know why you know teams are doing certain things to you know our defense, it kind of slows the game down. And now nah, this is this is going to be a good year, and I'm excited because of you know my preparation. And my preparation is going to be my opportunity, so I'm going to take advantage of it when it does come. The game slows down. Mm-hmm. However, you get a new scheme. Mm-hmm. Does that play a factor into the learning curve that you have to adjust to? I feel like the learning curve was, uh, you know, in OTAs and training camp. Now, you know, we're kind of playing freely and, you know, working on adjustments and, and making checks and stuff like that. So, now nah, the game has definitely slowed down, and now we're playing with, you know, our, our, our heads on fire and going out there and just executing. that was, That's kind of like the main thing is just executing every single time. So, no, it's pretty easy. I, I'm excited to see what that execution looks like because the preseason, I don't want to use the word vanilla because that's I don't think that's fair to what athletes <laughs> do on the field in the did preseason. You, like, I, I don't uh, mean to interrupt. Marcus Davenport. Yeah. yeah, so did you see that interview? He was like, like vanilla? Oh, what? Yeah. Like, I guess people use that to describe things. <laughs> right. But I, I, I fully understood where he's coming from. But – I feel like we'll we'll see the fire. Oh, oh my gosh! Like what what excites you without giving away too much? What excites you about turning that fire up on Sunday? My favorite um, announcer in college football was Gus Johnson, mm. and he would always third down. He always 
he would always go like pressure, yeah. pressure, yeah. pressure. And I feel like this Minnesota uh, Vikings defense is coming with pressure this year. So just wait till third down, maybe second down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> second and long. It's gonna be fun. Man, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> I know the I know the cliche answer is to say I prepared the same every game, whether I'm starting or I'm backing up. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But this is your job now. Like mm-hmm. you know that you're the man. You're the guy. <laughs> um, how, what's an example of something that you've done to make sure that that moment is your moment? You're ready for it, as opposed to last year when you knew you could learn a little bit more mm-hmm. behind Eric. Uh, honestly. Just taking advantage of, like, honestly, I think it's being where my feet are. Um, and that's, you know, taking advantage of every single day, every single meeting, uh, writing things down. Like, you know, when once, when you're that backup, you know, you kind of get a little bit of a leeway, you know, of not really having to be focused. But you have to be focused because you can, you're can you not playing as much. But when you're the guy, when you're the starter, I mean, you got to go out there and, and execute on every single play. So, you know. That that one rep that you didn't you know focus on in practice and you got beat on it and if you don't go out there and correct it um, before the game you could get exposed. So yeah, you, the details are very important and you have to you know, pay attention to those you know little details in order for the success to go well. You you said a word leeway. When, when when did that leeway? When did you start to understand that leeway of you know it's okay? It's starting to get shorter and shorter and shorter. I mean, just basically saying you're not a rookie anymore. Mm-hmm. So when did that when did that hit for you? I think when I started playing last year, okay. yeah, I was like, okay, I got to be on my P's and Q's every single snap. Like, because that, that one snap, you know, in football, it, the instruments can be up at any moment on defense. Like, they can start singing, touchdown. So that, that one snap that you're not dialed in, that could be a touchdown. And that's how I kind of prepare. I was like, you know, how, how can the, the, the coach, what, what can they draw up to out-scheme, you know, the players? You know, when you're out there on defense, you gotta you gotta think about beating the the you gotta think about beating the Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles. What does he do? What is what is his favorite you know things to do on, on offense, but also on defense? So, um, beating him mm-hmm. and uh, focusing on you know what things you're about to get will definitely make things slow down for you, and I think will go well. Take us inside a Brian Flores ran defensive meeting. What does that look like? Uh, definitely starts with music at first. He, he Does always, he have like a favorite artist? No, he actually tells me to go uh, play music. Because okay. you got the bump box. Yeah, so everyone, so everyone on is, duty for a while now. Yeah, everyone in this facility knows I, I play music. Um, so you know, I think we have the meeting usually starts around thirty-five. So he gives me five minutes to play a song, and if it's trash, he's like, come on, B, I need something better than that. <laughs> but, uh, usually, you know, I'll play something um, that's that's really good for. You know what we're about to do. For instance, today was a full padded practice, so I'm trying to get everybody's juice up. And uh, yeah, so I just play music. And after that, um, straight into business mode. He, he's focused. He's giving us what we need to do, our alerts, our checks, and then we go from there. But uh, we definitely have some time for fun. But when it's time for business, it's time for business. So, how many next do you get in order for be, before somebody says give put some put somebody else on the Oxford? I, I never have a next. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's pressure. Music, yeah, music, music has always been something I enjoyed in my life. Um, whether it's you know being on the aux or just listening, it's always been my favorite. So I, I know a lot of songs, and you know, usually when I'm playing songs, people like, I never heard this before. Mm. Oh, hey, what's that song called? I get that a lot. So <laughs> never get a next, but if I do, man, I, I probably still won't give the crowd <laughs> the aux. So how do you find how do you find what's next in music? How, what, what is your go to? How do you discover? I go I go to the Apple Music. There's this like little tab where it's like discover new music mm-hmm. or um, nice. like new mixes or whatever. So I'll just sit there if I'm bored, just listening to music, watching film, listening to new music, and then from there I'm like, oh, this sounds good. Boom, save it, 
And then I come in here, play it. People love it. They haven't heard it before. That's how it's pretty smooth. Okay. I guess you never realize how many bad songs are on Apple Music until you go to like the Discover page. And it's just like, ah, this, well, I wouldn't say bad, but like, I mean, it, just not my style of music. Yeah, it's facts. Like, ah, no, this. there's definitely a lot of genres. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes like I see it's our automatic skip. <laughs> and uh, you now you go from there. But to be the aux, you have to be able to listen to all types of uh, genres in order to uh, fulfill you know, the crowd or whoever with good music. Let's skip to Sunday. When you walk out that tunnel, like they call your name out, what, what, what do you think is going to be going through your head during that moment after seven months of no football? It's on. <laughs> it's on. Week one of 17. Um, and really just going out there and trying to execute, trying to do my job to the best of my ability. And also trying to show, uh, you know, Viking fans, you know, why I was selected, you know, to come play football here and, you know, the way my, uh, what's it called, career is going. To, however it's supposed to go, like, I'm here to just make sure I stamp, you know, the reason why I'm here and so I can be here for a long time. So You know you're going to go out there looking clean, right? I mean, Always. these new uniforms are pretty, are pretty Always. Sick. The drip is there. You still wearing mm-hmm. a Ghana flag around the head? Of course. Hopefully no. the NFL doesn't find me, but yeah. This, I don't know if we can talk about that. I don't know. Because I, I want to ask now is, like, has that happened? Like, do you I, haven't, have, I haven't got fined okay, yet, right. but... You know, our equipment manager has been kind of telling us that the NFL isn't playing this year. So mm. hopefully they don't say nothing because it's covered, but we'll see. Man. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> I won't tell if you don't tell. Please. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, appreciate you joining us today. Looking forward to having you on uh, for future episodes. And I'm sure Vikings fans are excited also. BA. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. It's going to be fun. BA's involvement with this show is going to be a lot of fun, and I'm excited to see Um, what these next couple of weeks look like for him, starting with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because this is a guy that has worked for this opportunity for so long, and it's finally here. You you never want to see your veteran leave and Eric Kendricks, but I'm glad Eric Kendricks is in a better spot. He's probably going to, you know, be, I guess he's got this game circled playing for the LA Chargers. But but for BA, it'll be good for him to actually go out there and get some game reps and build that confidence for this Minnesota Vikings defense. For sure. I mean, if you, you really can't describe or, or, or construct a better player as a human being for your team than B.A. He's just a very, a very good person. He cares. He works hard. Super talented. And I think that his playing style is going to mesh really well with Brian Flores and his the identity of his defense. And so, yes, I'm very, very excited to see that. Um, he's a he's a natural-born leader, and that's what you need in that position if you're going to lose someone like Eric Kendricks. Well, the time is now. We are less than 72 hours away from kickoff. It's crazy. And the Buccaneers, they are coming. They are coming, but I'm excited to see U.S. Bank Stadium drown out the noise that the Buccaneers are going to try to bring. So, for Brian Asamoah, Jay Nelson, Eric Davidson, and Tatum Everett, my name is Gabe Henderson. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully after a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 12 noon at U.S. Bank Stadium. You can listen to that game right here on the KFAN Vikings Radio Network with Paul Allen, Pete Bursich, and Ben Lieber. Also, the pregame show starts at 10 a.m. with Mike Musman. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>